are, no matter where you go, there is always some form of hate and animosity between working shifts. One shift or another always half-asses things when they know the oncoming shift is imminent. In such instances, one shift finds a way to fuck the other one over. From hiding common items to stacking the hanger in the most inconvenient way, the anger boils deep and always finds a way to get its revenge. This is Shift Wars, Revenge of the Shift. Day crew versus stay crew. What do you know about that, Six? Oh, let me tell you, MVP. There's, there are two shifts in the world of aviation. There's the day shift who works your regular eight to three or nine to five, whatever it is. And then there's the stay crew who shows up and then leaves when it's all good and done. And this can be any time from the normal eight to nine hours or till day shift shows up again. Yeah. So essentially it's people who have uh, some tanness to their skin because they see the sun or it's vampires. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it's just like that one meme, you know, when when you work grave shift and you take a day off in the beach and you're like the palest person there. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, you're obscenely white, like the sun reflects off your skin and blinds everybody else around you. Yeah, you're you're the tanning mirror for everyone else around you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh my god. Hold, hold, hold on, man, I'm losing the sun. Can you like rotate to your left a little? <laughs> Yeah, just just angle yourself towards me. Okay, that's nice. Thank you. Yeah, that's ah, good. there, right there. Mm, uh, vitamin yeah. D. Mm. Mm, right there. Yeah, it's tasty. Mm. So, normally, what the night crew always complains about. Well, let's face it. If you've worked in aviation, you've spent a good number of years on nights, uh, unless you were a favored child, uh, and then you got left on the day day crew for some reason or other. But most of us, most of us get stuck at nights because where that's where they put the. Uh, Get her dunners, or what management calls their bastard children. <laughs> <Yeah>. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, uh, raising raising my hand enthusiastically. That's totally me. Like almost eight to nine tenths of my uh, whole aviation career has been on nights. Like, I think the only time I've been on day crew is either I had to do something like mandatory that very next morning, or I was like. I, I was in charge of a shift and they only wanted you on days because that's when all the big wig people are on days and they needed mm-hmm. somebody to blame or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or they, or they move you to when the big wigs show up, they move night nights to days just so they can show like that. They have uh look how many, look how many people were out here. We got, we got on the line working right now. And those are the days where you just do recreational aircraft towing so you move you dump the hangers out put everything on the line so it looks like you're doing something but little do you know that about 75 percent of the aircraft out there are uh in op or oh there's parts god. stolen from or whatever oh my else god. i can't I can do anything you, with them i can tell you so much about that and then you so, put people on those assets and they're just arbitrarily looking like they're doing something remember like in uh uh austin powers he's like how about you henchman number two over there arbitrarily turning knobs pretending like you're doing something <laughs> that's that, so that guy's funny. playing galaga yeah. He, he thought we would have known, yeah. but we noticed. <laughs> exactly. I'm telling you, man, so ex- I have an, an exact example of a story like that. Um, we had this uh, big wig official who was going to come in and he wanted a tour of the planes. And so we're working long, silly hours to get all the planes ready so this guy can visit. And then last minute he says, well, I want to fly in one of your planes. All right. Okay. And but why? <laughs> yeah, but why? But why? And so we had to have four planes ready just for this one dude's flight. That includes the plane he's actually going to fly in, a backup, a second backup, and a turning backup, I meaning it's it's already on and ready to go in case that, the other the other two broke. I'm like, wouldn't that why? be your primary backup if it's already turning? You you, you, you know what I'm saying? So you have your primary, what, what he's going to fly, and then you have your secondary, and then your your triple redundancy sitting there idle. Then you have a turning one, so number four, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm hearing you right. So number four is actually uh, engine spooled up, things are rotating, everything's on, ready to go. Wouldn't mm-hmm. that be the primary backup? Wouldn't that uh, be number two in the? See, that would that would make all the sense to me, but it wasn't. So mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it wasn't. And so he comes in, 
he we we wanted to give him a big show so we had the night crew guys who worked on those four planes the 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 night prior and brought him in for days just to watch this dude step in give his little parade wave get in the plane fly off do a silly circle come back and then talk to everybody for like oh with 20 minutes and Im- imagine that you worked a long ass shift the night prior you have to come in oof, i don't oh, yeah. know six to eight hours later and then you're just like so zombied out because you're like ah, oh, dude like yeah i don't you, i don't care <laughs> you got three hours worth of sleep and you're standing there you're kind of standing in formation and you've got that like uh you kind of stand there like uh rocking back and forth like a buoy in the water because yeah. your body's trying to shut itself down but you mm-hmm. but the caffeine's keeping you going but even the caffeine's fighting fighting hard you know right yeah and it was times like that where i really understood major pain when he was able to sleep with his eyes open that was because that was basically every that was basically everybody <laughs> next just like standing there like like stiff as a statue like with their eyes open you know like not saying a single thing like are you sure? arms folded behind your head eyes wide open but you are snoring yeah it's like are you sure he's awake <laughs> is, no he's dead he's, he dead he's asleep he's dead to the world look at look watch this 100 <laughs> percent, man that is magical i know there's been times yeah you'll come in right because you have you you work till 2 a.m or 3 in the morning and then you're back on site by eight so the uh big wig comes in at nine and you stand there and they fly for four hours or whatever else, or maybe even in the civilian side, a customer comes because they want to inspect their plane. So they take it for a, a check ride, you know, and you're just sitting there on the ramp waiting for them to come back. And they get off. Well, you guys did a good job last night. Gee, gee, thanks, sir. And then you go home for two more hours of sleep to come back in and work another 16. Yeah, those are great times. Fantastic. And you're like, this couldn't be covered by anybody on day shift. There's not one person here right. that could have covered this. And you're like, nope, nope, you're the one that you're the one to have to do it. Well, can we fire somebody from day shift then? So I feel better about standing here right now. <laughs> you know, or, ha- or have like a designated crew <laughs> whose sole purpose is just for this flight so it doesn't interrupt with anyone else's time, you know? Yeah, pull pull one person from each crew so they can man this for the day. Like something. Something. Just or 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 how about this? Maybe uh maybe the uh the site manager or whatever goes out there and uh does some work for the day. Oh, oh, oh no, stop, stop, stop. La- laughs and pettiness. We don't have the, the theory for that kind of math. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, is that logic I just heard? Uh, well, yeah, a little bit. You'll get the hell You're out. Fired. Get You're out. Fired. We don't need that here. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, it seems to be and, and with the shift war thing, it always seems to be right. Uh, one shift feels the other shift didn't do anything. Now, now I've spent, you know, majority of my, my career working in the, in the dark hours. So I always say when I come in, when I come in the next day, I'm like, Hey, what's the status of this? Uh, it's right here. I'm like, well, that's where I left it. When I left last night, you guys did nothing today. Well, we tried to do something, but that didn't work out. I was like, so what's the next step? I don't know. You're here now. So I guess, guess it's back on you and you're like but oh man you guys just wasted like 12 to 12 to 18 hours what are you <laughs> so what did you do what, you what did you do all day yeah what did you do all day well let's what see you know uh, what, though? there was first break and then uh and then by the time i came back i extended that by about an hour so then by the time i got back from that well, it was about lunchtime, so i went on lunch and extended that and by the time that was over I mean, you were just about to get here, so I figured, ah, might as well not do anything and just wait for him to come yeah. in. Yeah. Oh Thank my God. Over. Great. I'm telling you. Great. And I, and I think that's a universal law or something. When you know, it has to be, and it can't be. It can't be aviation specific. Shoreline, maybe you can add in on that. I mean, kind of. I mean, you know, with the nature of of our uh, of my industry, it's a lot of well, you're here you do the show and then you leave. Like there's no, that we don't really work in shifts necessarily. It's usually mm-hmm. like a crew that is there to do a single job and then they load in and then they're there for the loadout and then it's done, you know? Um, but I'm sure there are bigger shows where it's, you know, a, a multiple day build and it's multiple nights and you're having to go home, get some sleep, come back. Um, but in, at least in my experience, it's been a lot of, 
okay, today's going to be a 22 hour day for this arena show. And then, but by the end of it, it's all done. You go home, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like I can say this and uh, MVP can definitely say to this when you're, when you're on say the day shift or any shift really, and you know, there's another one coming on. That's kind of like a universal sign to just start dropping your pack. Like, okay, I'm just going to slowly chug my way to the finish line until the next crew comes in and yep. then just dump my problems on them and then roll out. Yeah. I'm going to coast it because I got relief coming, but that that vehicle that they're working on, that's got to fly the next day. So now night crew is, is killing themselves trying to make sure that thing meets the schedule. You know what I mean? Whereas you just tried a little harder on the day prior to get more stuff done. And then it's always at nighttime. You always need some sort of support from somebody who only works during the daytime. So you're trying to call them in the wee hours night and wake them up and they're not answering. And it's just, it's always a catastrophe. It's, it's always more of a headache than what it's worth. Right. That's what it is. So everybody cut. Well, yeah. Nights will be here soon. soon, So we can just hang out, you know, they they got it. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, everyone, especially everyone on days on the management side of the house, I, I think they feel like, when the sun goes down, like these magic green gremlins come and fix their planes and then they wake up the next day and everything's ready to go again. Because a lot of guys will schedule so much stuff so close together and so back to back that I don't think they see the big picture as to what it takes to get this all done. They just think that, okay, sun goes down, the gremlin, the magic gremlin elves come out, they fix my stuff or they get it ready. And then here comes, the sun comes up and everything's as I have foreseen. <laughs> Everything is as yeah. I have foreseen. Everything I did yesterday is what led to the success of this this uh, event happening. Absolutely, is it though? Is it because there's some real salty guys right now who are just getting home that are uh, that are really the reasons? Like there was one time we there was a, about five or six of us at one of my prior jobs, and we would be there twenty hours a day, right? And we would just be hammering out, and like we would still be there when uh, day crew rolled back in. Mm-hmm. Cause there was a little bit of a gap, right? There's probably like a three hour gap between when we would go home and when they would come back in, but we would consistently be there and, and we never got to, and we brought and within a period of a month or two, we brought the program back to like six months ahead of schedule. We were about eight months behind schedule. And then the group of us killed it and got us back to about four months ahead of schedule again in a short amount of time. And all we got was a, what are you guys still doing here? You know, you're charging, you know, you're charging overtime, right? Uh, yeah, but, uh, we also, with a, a small group of individuals were able to knock out a lot of stuff and get it done. And we were already halfway through it and we just wanted to finish it tonight. So we didn't have to pick up or, or my favorite is when, no, just leave it. Day shift will get it. And you come back in and you see the work they did and you're like, Oh, they, they basically didn't do shit. I'm like They didn't do anything like the work that they did. I have to undo because it's not to standard and start over. So like now I'm doing double the work again. Whereas if I just stay and finish it you know, I'll just be further ahead. And so, but yeah, all you got was the, uh, you know, you're charging overtime, right? Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm trying to make things happen for you to make you look good. Sorry. I care about the program success, right? I'll see myself out. Thanks. Like exactly what you said. I, you and I can both attest to this where we've, uh, we've left a detailed turnover for the following shift of what exactly we did and what they need to do basically spelling it out. I'm giving you the answers to the SAT so you can get your 2,400 test score and go to college and all that shit. And you come back the very next shift and not a single bit of it got done. And then, and then you ask them, what the hell did you do all day? And it's like, well, we didn't know where you guys left off. So we just kind of left it alone. Like, yeah, I'm like, I wrote you a novel last night. I wrote you a detailed novel on all the steps. I said, here's, I put in there, here's where we're at. Here's what the next three steps are, and here's who you need to talk to to get disposition or whatever. I mean, here's some. Here's the other individuals you need to get involved to get through these steps. And you come in like, oh yeah, we. It's like you said six. We didn't know where you left off at, so we just figured we'd wait till you come in and ask you. I'm like, well then, why do I even waste my time typing this pass down every night if we're just gonna? Yeah. Or they're like, well, we didn't know. And I'm like, did you did you read the pass down? It was in there. It's like, oh, no, it's... No, no, it wasn't. And I pulled the pass down. And it says right here. I even highlighted it. Mm-hmm. I even highlighted it. This were the next steps. Well, somebody else said we're going to do something different today. So we just decided to do something different. I said, okay, what else did we do different then? What was the other, what was the other direction that was given? 
Well, that hasn't come through yet. We're waiting on that email. Son Ugh, of a bitch. <laughs> or, or somebody opened the door and slammed my head into it as hard as you or can. Or even please. worse, you know, like you leave it there. It's in a fancy binder of green notebook or it's all printed out with highlighters, whatever the case may be. It's it's spelled out so basic that a freaking chimpanzee can get it. Right. And then you come in and say, like, hey, did you do anything that I left you? Like, no, like I saw your pass down. Um, I saw your turnover. But it was really long, so I just decided not to read it. Like, so oh man, I, I remember. I remember which day you were talking Kill about specifically. <laughs> yeah, that's too much to read. I don't have that kind of time in the morning. What? Excuse me. What for- do you do? What do you do with your morning then? Because I'm not seeing any productivity on the other end, anyway. So I mean, I'm pretty much writing the pass down for me. So in case I decide to data dump when I leave, I can come back in and read what I wrote myself. Dear MVP, tomorrow you're going to need to do this. Yeah. As I look at myself in the mirror and tell you, you are successful. People do like you. You're you getting are things cherished. done. You are a treasure. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You start listening to DJ Khaled motivation videos. You know. <laughs> we the best. You smart. You're successful. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. <laughs> you're smart and you're smart and pretty. As I'm as I as I'm as I'm hastily putting on my lipstick, all messed up. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> mascara's mascara's running down. <laughs> Today will be better for sure. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> oh man. Oh my. God. And so that's and that's what causes the animosity between the two shifts, right? You get day shift who, or you got one shift that seemingly looks like they don't do anything or they blatantly ignore what you left them to do. And then the other shift comes on and they just feel like you guys didn't do shit for the for majority of your shift or your day. And so like, then it starts getting like, well, if these motherfuckers don't want to do nothing, then I'm going to give them a reason to do something, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm going to drag my feet tonight to give them back the pile that they gave me tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, though, right? So then that's the frustration that days gets. Like, you guys didn't do anything last night. You must have just sat around with your thumb up your ass or whatever. But oftentimes, right, as as I said a little bit ago, you need to get people involved to make the decision, depending on how your hierarchy and your your setup is and whatever else and where you work at. But let's just say you have to to get a hierarchy. uh, You have to get your commander's decision to do something. Well, guess what? It's, It's 1230 in the morning. Or one in the morning, and he's asleep. He or she's asleep, and so you're like, "Well, you know, I, to get these parts here, I need I need this approval because it's a special, whatever, such and such cost over so much dollar amount. And if it's over so much dollar amount, they have to be the ones to make the decision, and so you can't. So you're stuck. You're like, I'm not calling the commander. I'm not waking him up in the middle of the night because that's that's going to be my ass, you know. And so uh, we'll just wait till he comes in the morning and makes a decision. And then that's when the person comes in. You didn't do anything. You didn't even put parts on order. You didn't do anything. I'm like, you don't know the full. Did you read the pass down? Did you read the pass down though? That's why I put in there why I couldn't do these things. No, I didn't. I didn't read, I didn't the read pass that. Down. I just, I just kind of <laughs> assume you guys were a bunch of lazy pieces of shit. Like, yeah, me. I don't want to read the pass down and find. I don't want to find out information. Okay. I want to just think that you're a piece of crap. And so that's what I think you are. Excuse me, I'm only giving you the same energy you've been giving me for the past umpteenth months, years, whatever. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, Shoreline, you got anything to add on on those ends? Is there anything from your industry that uh, is relatable to that? You know, not quite as much. I mean, I guess when it comes to, you know, when you're going through a day and I've got a team, like an audio team for... um for load in or load out um, and me, or if I'm having a crew chief and oversee the whole production um, and you have a bunch of stage hands that are running around, you're like, Hey, I need you to do this. You to do this, you to do this. And then you have to turn and go deal with the video issue. And then you come back to the audio team and you're like, Hey, so where are you at? And they're like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, guys, like we gotta, we gotta get the hell out of here or get the hell in here. And then like, there's, there's a bigger, a bigger thing going on, but, um, so they're just waiting for like, uh, people to tell them what to do. Nobody's a, nobody's a, a their own thinker. They just show up and they're kind of robots essentially yeah. until you input the program signal. They, they just, <laughs> they're kind of idle. Must input command. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those where it's like you, where you constantly need a, a supervisor, you know? Oh my God. Um, yeah. 
Oh, like, and, and I, I understand I that there are definitely people like that. Um, I and, can't stand that. Yeah, uh, I've been in situations where where it's just like, okay, uh, it will be faster if I do ninety percent of this by myself. <laughs> like the other and and the other, you know, ten percent, I can't do by myself because I can't lift five hundred pounds by myself. Right. <laughs> yeah. So 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 they need a supervisor to make every decision, right? And that's that's how they've set up their their shop, and that's how they want to run whatever else. Okay, I get it. But at some point, you're like, if we have to do that for everything, why isn't that person here right now? Why haven't they adjusted their schedule to be here with us overnight so we can get those decisions made or whatever else? Well, no, they have to be there during the day. But why, though? Because most of this stuff is happening at night. The trend shows that all these issues are arising at night. If we have to make these decisions, we need somebody here to do oh, that. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why, MVP. It's because no one of importance or supposed importance doesn't want to work till wee hours of the night. They just want to come in, do their time and make it back, make it back home to catch all their soap operas or whatever have you. So they can sit there and laugh at as everybody or all the magical elves just do all the work that they set them out to do. I also think it's because you also have people that, Oh, I, I never work nights. What do you mean? You never work nights. Yeah. I, I refuse to. Why? You want to know why? Because there's nobody at work at that time that can uh, of importance in their eyes, right? They need to be seen. Oh, and uh, yeah. that's how they get their, their, their promotions and everything else. Like if I can't be seen by those individuals, then I'm not, I, I need to be there so I can get these lips puckered up to kiss some wholesale ass. You know what I mean? Like that's, I can, that's, that's why they want to be there. They want to be there so they can be seen. Not that they're being seen doing something. They're just being seen, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, they, you know, they want to be the all-star to take all the credit. I know a person exactly like that to a T, man. It is so freaking pathetic how much this person just kisses ass. You know, like, like you might as well just have like a makeup kit in your in your pocket because whenever a big wig or someone of major importance that can affect your salary or your promotion, you might as well just pull that out and do it up in front of everybody because we know you're gonna kiss his ass anyway. So, yeah, we know you're a hook. We know you're a hooker. We know you're hooking yourself out there to get that promotion. So put on your hooker makeup, you hooker. Yeah, POS. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, uh, now I know another problem that between the shift wars, well, you didn't get anything done. You know, at night or during the days or whatever. It, again, most of these issues are at night, and that's just for everyone listening. It sounds like we're real biased against days. That's because we are. <laughs> that's because we spent our whole careers working nighttime. Majority of people work during the daytime. And that's when you get all your resources, you got all your individuals that can make a decision that can affect a decision. And they kind of just sit there idle or they get. But they'll, yeah, they'll sit there idle all day, all day. And a decision will be made right as nights is coming in. Yeah. And they're like, oh, by the way, nights do all this stuff. And then and you're like, well, when was that decision? We just made it now. Okay, but I'm looking at the email traffic, it looks like that problem came up at 7 a.m. Oh, so yeah, about that. why is it now four in the afternoon and we're and we're just getting to a decision? People just woke up all of a sudden. They finished their sixth pot of coffee and now they're ready to go. Like, yeah. I, I don't it get it. It takes them you nine know? hours to get their stride, you know, something. But, but oftentimes, um, and you could probably maybe speak to the military side of it, you're probably understaffed for night 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 crew because they keep more people at least from my experience be it you know military contracting or in the especially in the AOG side and the you know in the corporate jet side of things um they always keep more people on day shift and i think that's because to management size it looks like there's more people out there and there's more people getting things done but really there's the same amount of work with more people standing around um and then nights is always left with half half or less than what days has got. So you come in and you say, you know, Hey, why, you know, why don't you get this, this bird work? Well, I only got three guys tonight, including me. Uh, so, and we have four flyers tomorrow. So our entire shift was spent getting those ready for the next day. Yeah. But these needed engine runs and these needed this and this, this needed a, a an inspection. And you're like, again, I only had three people, including myself and four flyers. Yep. But they don't want to hear that, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All they see is you didn't get everything done that was yeah. uh, slated for you to work. Absolutely, and you know what? Matter if you bring up quite a, a pretty good point because even in the military side, we would have a stack of people on days, close to ninety people on days, 
And then nights, they had like maybe 10 tops, you know, just barely enough to get the job done. And it's usually that's when majority of the work gets done because days has sure has whatever. That's when all the flights happen is during the day. Yeah, it has whatever have you that's going on, be there something important or something, just training exercises, you name it. Yeah. So and then they, like you said, I had a similar situation on nights where it's just myself, the lead who's running the, the shop and three other dudes. And then we're supposed to do 12 pre-flights for the next go. And we're and we're told like this will get done. And giving you the finger wag of death, you know, like this will happen or it's your ass. They're knife handing you telling you we'll get it done or, or or God help you. Yeah, exactly. And so like, well, I only got four people. Well, like, well, sounds like you better get it done. Like, but there's 12, but there's like 90 people on days. Why the hell am I picking up the yeah. tab that they could have done? It's like, oh, well, you know, we got them doing other things. Like, oh, like what other things can you, can you, can you, well, that's on a need to know. You don't need to know. Oh, I get you. Well, can I at least, can I have like, can I have like. 10 guys out of that 90? Uh, no. No, because then that makes takes 10 more away from me. That means I probably have to do more of my own job. And, well, I'm just not doing that. Yeah. Hardy, har, har. Yeah. Like, fuck you, man. So, you know you know what? Good. Good to go. I got you. We'll play games. Oh, yeah, that, 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 yeah, that's, right. that's exactly what I was getting ready to say. Like, oh, okay. That's how it's going to be, huh? I got, I got, got you. you. I got you. I can play games, too. <laughs> I love games. I love playing stupid games. And I'll win. You want to play the stupid game? I'll play the stupid game with you and I'll win. I'll make you regret ever joining this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so uh, an example, in, you know, of like night crew, just like met, trying to fuck around with day, the day shift guys is say there's a flyer for the day. We would stuff it in the very back <laughs> of the hangar. Just so yeah. Yeah. We did that a whole bunch. <laughs> <laughs> so days after like unhanger everything just to get the one flyer out. I mean, and you would have it like packed in the back. I mean, I mean, you, you like where you can't even walk between with ease, like between the, between the aircraft, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, good luck. Good luck days. Have fun. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Exit stage right. <laughs> it's good. Fuck you. <laughs> and, and then, yeah. So then <laughs> we used to, we used to do this all the time. We like in the, the corporate side of things. Right. So there's different ramps all over, all over the airfield and you can, for the most part, you try to stage the aircraft on uh, the ramp where the customer is going to be coming into that FBO. But you would always, <laughs> like the day, days pissed you off. Like, that's cool. That's cool. I got you. All right. So you'd leave all the, all the birds you were working on, like the ones that were going to fly, you'd leave them on the home ramp. And then you'd take all the flyers and stack them at the other end of the airfield. Uh, we call them like a transient ramp where just overnight birds are staying and we'd stack all the flyers down there and then have to go and tow them <laughs> back every morning. But then we put the tug on the other side of the airfield, like, Oh, that's where we ended up last night. So we left the tug over there. So, so now they got to get a vehicle and drive around the airfield, go on that side, pick up the tug, drive back over to the other side. Just... Yeah. Or similar or similar to the hangar thing is this, this plane has to get spotted on the line and whatnot so they can make their flight. So you you put it on the farthest spot as possible yeah. from the hangar, you know. <laughs> so like they gotta like they're taking all their gear and whatnot. They have to walk like a quarter mile just to, to their plane. <laughs> <laughs> they got all their carts and support stuff, just pushing this thing all the way out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just laughing. I love it. Mm. Love, mm. You're hate- but then how days gets you back right is at the end of the week, right before the weekend. You come in on that last day for nights, and the every hangar is empty. I mean, they completely dumped them, dumped the hangar. Everything's on the line. Like you said, some of the stuff is the furthest away as you could possibly. Like you couldn't, you had to put it in dirt to get it further away from the hangars. And you're like, oh, God, I'm going to spend half the shift moving these things back in. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I think days gets the last laugh on, on nights all the time, you know, because uh, sucks to be you guys, nerds. I get to go home on time. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Yep. Oh, and that's exactly it. As soon as they see knights walking in, like you can hear all all the all the metal hitting the ground from all the tools hitting the floor. Mm-hmm. Clang, clang, clang. Cool. You guys got like you guys are still here for like another two hours. It's good, man. It's gonna break time. You got this though. Uh, I'll turn everything over to you right now. I don't want your stuff. I'll sign out my own tools. No, no, no. I'm gonna sign it over to you. It's gonna be great. You're gonna love it. Yeah. And then that and that goes back to the Raiders of the Lost tool, where you know you go in to turn in your stuff that Day Crew uh, turned over to you. And, you know, they never went through it with you to see what was missing or what was all there or the condition of it. So you go to turn it in. It's like, oh, yeah, there's such and such missing. Like, I never knew that. 
And so you search for, so you spend the first half of your uh, of nights looking for that tool only to find out, only to find out it was known about, but nobody ever put the proper label in the toolbox or mark the, uh, the toolbox, uh, like the, in, in a lot of the toolboxes, there was like a tool inventory form that you had to sign, you know? And so there's like certain stickers and stuff where you can annotate what's missing, what date was found, blah, blah, blah. Anyways. And then you, but nobody ever filled that out. And then tool, tool cribs like, Oh yeah, that's been gone for weeks. Well, I asked you earlier if this was known and you said, no. Oh, I thought you were talking about something else. Oh, fantastic. Can I have your sidearm please? Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Is that loaded, by the way? I'm going to take myself out real quick. I, w- I will say this, though. Um, I, I prefer being on night, despite all the, the bullshit that days puts on nights, I would prefer to be on the night shift, guys. Well, that's when you get your best your best learning, right? So oftentimes the guy the guy running the show at nighttime uh, is is a pretty senior guy or at least pretty knowledgeable and and probably the most skill, has the most skill set and good with their hands. And oftentimes they're even really good teachers and they'll take the time to take the new guys and get them spooled up to make them equally. Whereas days, a lot of it's just uh, dog and pony stuff. You know, you're just looking busy. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. But nights you're actually, you're, you're actually busy and that's where you're, you're getting the most uh, experience and the most learning done. And there's also less BS let's face it. Cause nobody from management's on nights. Yep. So you can just do the job. You don't have to deal with the red tape of everything else. You can just get it done. And another, another thing I like about it is, there's no, we, we mentioned this earlier, there's no real management on nights or the graveyard shift. So that's when you can really like do the things you need to do without having like your boss or your boss's boss or whatever, or some person of importance, like be checking on you every like 30 seconds. Yeah. You know? So like instead of having to get, get your supervisor to make every decision for you, you, you actually get to make the decisions. You get to use your critical thinking skills right. and figure it out. And nine times out of 10, it's a smoother, shorter, faster process to get the item fixed or whatever the problem is resolved um, without, without any headaches. And then of course, then you always, you know, when you, when days comes, when you go home, come back the next night and days is like, Hey, we need to talk about this. I'm like, all right, let's talk about it. Hey, uh, we saw you did this and this last night. Yeah. Well, why did you do that? Because I made that decision with the, information i had available to me at the time like, well why didn't you call oh, okay. me okay i'm like what, what did i did, was there something i did wrong well no we still met the mission and we still got everything done and nobody got hurt and everything was done safely and documented correctly and whatever else but um it just wasn't the way i would have done it yeah it's just it's just something that i i wouldn't have done it that way but since when did personal preference supersede maintenance manuals see that's that's another we're getting back and tapping into other episodes that's that's another issue is is at night times the well, management would have done it this way. Well, management wasn't here, so this is what I decided to do. Yeah, but you should have called me. Okay, well, I did call you. Did you check your phone? Um, there's a, there's going to be some mixed mixed calls and texts from you. Uh, yeah, I saw those this morning when I woke up. Well, then, I mean, what what do you want from me? I can do nothing else for you. You know, I had my phone on silent, but you should have tried anyway. I'm like, it, no, it's one of those you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. That's what I said. Being being a, a bastard child at nighttime, you know, working the nights, but. Again, like you said, I'd I'd rather work nights for that from that aspect. I I like I like making decisions. I like um, figuring out problems and resolving them. And to me, that's uh, using my critical thinking skills. That uh, that's rewarding to me. If I have to just show up every day and get somebody else to make tie your shoes, no tie them this way, no not that way, this way. You know what I mean? If I have to get them to 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 lay out every aspect of my job, I get. I get bored very quick and I just, I don't have, I, I start losing interest very, very fast. And, it, and, you know, it's depending on what, in what part of the aviation industry you're on, you know, you you're certified and licensed and trusted to do all these things. So let me do it. <laughs> and then if I do something wrong or catch me before it happens, obviously, and then give me a, a little preventative measure. So it doesn't happen again, or show me where in the publication or the procedure that, I skipped so I don't make it happen again. And this becomes a learning process. We all uh, benefit from each other. And, you know, you're, you're, I'm doing what you hired me on the, to do. Yeah. Don't tell me you hired me. Don't tell me you hired me because of my experience and you trust and my, uh, my skill set and that you trust me to make the decisions, you know, based on that criteria. 
and then question me at every turn. Right. And that's what happens tonight all the time from the management on days. You get questioned at every turn and you're like, well, you know, you told me, you hired, yeah, but um, again, it's not how I would have done it. Well, do you have like a, a guidebook of your isms that I'm supposed to know? Oh, Because I don't have that. I, 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 don't, I don't know what you prefer to see. Uh, how would you have done this? And then they explain it to you and you're like, that's exactly how I did it. Yeah, but you talk to this person first. You should have talked to this person first. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I've actually had a boss like that who actually typed out an, an ism, his list of isms, typed out his list of isms, and I had it pinned to my desk because I had to follow to that exact T because that's how he would have done it. But like you said, I'm like, this, this, okay, I, this is cool, I guess, but there's so many extra convoluted steps in there that I just don't have or don't need on this shift. You know, I'm not going to get a, I'm not going to be able to get a hold of this person at one o'clock in the morning. Right. I tried, but their phone was on silent and they didn't answer. Or how about um, another, another reason there's shift wars is that going off these decision-making skills and, and management says, nah, you did it wrong. You should have done it this way. So say your shifts, you know, nights and days overlaps a little bit. And when days comes in and management shows up, they, they put the, uh, they put the firing squad up to night crew and just chastise them and belittle them for everything that they did in front of the entire day crew, which totally discredits everybody, Mm -hmm. everybody at nighttime. And you want to talk about a morale killer real quick. Oh, is that how you want to, that's again, it goes back. Oh, you want to play your stupid game. That's cool. Hey, why don't you get that done last night? Uh, I mean, we ran into this problem and well, what what did you resolve it? Oh, I just waited for you to come in to tell me. Yeah. Because you told me I can't make tell me tell me all great and powerful leadership. Yeah. Tell me what I should do. Because you told me I'm not I'm not capable or not qualified to make those decisions. So, you know, I I tried calling you three times as per your direction. You didn't answer all three times. So I'm like, two handed salute. Uh, I don't know, and now it's your problem. <laughs> or how about when you call? How about when you call your your boss when he's a, when they're at home and they answer. And the next day you're having a conversation with him and then his boss is involved and gets was walking by and says, wait, how did you know that information? Oh, well, so-and-so called me last night. And then your boss's boss comes and beats you down because you called somebody in management after hours. It's like, well, like, but he, but he told me to, my boss told me to, yeah. And I'm your boss's boss. And I'm telling you, you're not going to do that. Um, well, fine, I guess. I, that's kind of like that's when you you short circuit and the smoke starts coming out of your ears you know you're like okay you you broke me i was like i i I don't know what you want from me man but all right but error 404 (laughs) (laughs) blue screen of death i'm done xbox red circle i don't know (laughs) know. (laughs) but so that's another reason why i like being on nights because when the management's away you get to do stuff that makes your job easier and you can also do all sorts of dumb stuff and you can get away with it. You know, you guys, if you guys listening out there, if you've never done something stupid on your shift when the management's away or they're out to lunch or just not there at all, you got to be lying because yeah, I've done some dumb shit. So. We've, all, we've all done some dumb shit. We're like, <laughs> I don't know. Should we try it? Especially if you're troubleshooting something. I mean, we could try this and see what work. I don't know, man. We might get in trouble. Well, are the bosses here? Nah, man, it's, it's 7 p.m. The last one left for the day. Ooh. Cool. All right, let's try it real Green fast. Light. What's worse is going to happen? <laughs> we're either going to smoke this thing or we're going to be heroes. <laughs> you know, but obviously you're making like if there is a super high chance of smoking it, you probably won't do it. But if there's like a 2%, you're like, "Oh, I'll take those odds." Right. I'll take those odds all day. Or or, or <laughs> you know, you can finally say, "All right, bring out the night crew stuff." You know. <laughs> like Yeah, bring out the night crew. You know, like uh for instance on nights, uh, an example of some of the dumb stuff we've done we had these old tugs or tow tractors and they had these uh, governors on them that only that limited to how fast they could go or how, how high they can rev their engine. Yeah. Your typical five mile per hour ramp speed. Right. So we were at this uh, airfield that was like super big and we didn't need not maybe a third of that space, but we, here we are, you know, like this, this uh, space was meant for like C fives and we have like these 13 foot by three foot, helicopters and whatnot so like we don't need all this extra space so we took out or bypassed the governors on those tugs so here it is this thing that's only meant to go five miles an hour and we're doing freaking 30 in it (laughs) (laughs) trying to pop 
trying to pop some wheelies in the tub. Yeah, we've I've, done that I've, too. I've just there. like I've been there. Yeah, just like drag racing with these things, and you can hear them crying the whole time they're they're going that fast. Like, <laughs> I'm not meant to do or, this. Make that part of that. What we what we used to do is called the Hangar Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shuttle run these signs in their in their bases from spot one to spot ten. Yeah. And then who can make it three laps around the biggest hangar on, on the field? Like mm-hmm. who can run three laps around the hangar? Well, you can talk about you find out how out of shape people are real quick on that one. Then we had like the uh, chalk toss. You know how they like throw the like the strongman, they throw it over that high bar, a keg over the high bar. Yeah. We yeah. would do that with chalks. Like who could throw the chalks the farthest? Yep. Uh oh man, we used to do all there, sorts there of was stuff. a there was this one unit um in um Pendleton. Uh, their call sign was uh, Atlas, and it looks like a Roman soldier, right? The helmet of a Roman soldier. So they did this one time on nights, and they got super fucking in trouble for it. But they would do what's called the uh, the office chair jousting, where oh, they'll oh, get uh, a they'll get a bunch of they'll get two dudes. They'll make like a yellow tape or something to be the barrier. They'll have uh, office chairs on either end, and they'll have their nuggets with a trash can lid their helmet or cranial a broomstick and like um a fueling apron to kind of look like the skirt or whatever from the horse they would sprint and jump onto the the office chair so you could gain momentum and roll and try to knock each other off the the arm the office chair like regular jousting it was some of the stupidest shit i've ever seen i just remember like i walked into the to their shop because i needed something from them and i just see these two dudes like screaming ah jumps on the on the office chair rolls and knocks each other over i'm like all right. <laughs> Hi guys. Uh, I didn't see I didn't see nothing. <laughs> we had like these uh gators, you know, like to run around the ramps in between the hangers and do ER and stuff like that with. Yeah. And we set up a like a uh a Baja course, like a rally cross course for them one time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see so where this going there. quick. <laughs> so so we're out there racing and stuff like that. Yeah. And then uh and then you know, we're like, all right, well, it's getting on lunchtime. So everybody heads back to the hangar except for two guys. And those two guys are like, you know what? Uh, we gotta we gotta recover this one plane anyway. So we're gonna wait till that plane comes back and then we'll come back in. Like, all right, so in the meantime, they'd continue on their their rally, their rally cr- uh, cross course, practicing and stuff like that, trying to get better. And the, we knew the plane landed, we all heard it land, heard it shut down, we saw the air crew walk by, and we're like, Where the hell are these guys at? And so about 10 minutes later, they walk in and they're like kind of bloody covered in dirt and their shirts are ripped and shit like that. <laughs> like, what happened? They're like, uh, we just got to show you. And so we go off outside and like the roll cage on the gator is all kicked to the side, like three feet. <laughs> they, they rolled it. <laughs> oh, I remember our supervisor at the time who was a, who was a old, old school Marine. And he was, he was just so having to be grilling burgers for everybody that day. And I just remember he looked at it and he goes, I don't want to fucking know. I don't want to know anything. I didn't see shit. You guys didn't see me see this. I don't, I'm not saying a word. I was never here. Because like, it's too much paperwork for me. I didn't clock in. I was never here. This is why you never have supervisors and, on nights. And then right after lunch, and then right after lunch, he goes home. <laughs> Rightfully so. No. He's like plausible deniability. You, he's like, he's like, he goes, if you guys throw me under the bus, he goes, he goes, it's my word against yours. And we're like, all right. All right, got you, sir. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> all sorts of shenanigans at nighttime. That's another reason why nights is uh, probably better to be on. Oh, absolutely. You have a little more fun, absolutely. And that's when you can you can really fuck with the pilots too, you know? Because, uh, like, say say like they ha- they actually rate non night vision goggles or whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's when like they. You know it's gonna be a night flight, and you know that pilot's a total douche. So you put shoe polish on his night vision goggles. That when he straps it on, comes back, looks like a freaking trash panda. <laughs> we took one. We would take uh, like the lead from uh, days. We would take their radio because they had like the radio uh, charging uh, stand mm-hmm. for the handhelds in in the office, right? So they had their like, a P touch label with their name or call sign on the side of it. Uh-huh. Like that guy was a, a dick the day before, like, oh, okay, I got you. And we would get like a scissor lift and we would go up in the corner of the hangar and we would zip tie the radio <laughs> up into the rafters. <laughs> but we would leave the volume just loud enough that you could, like, if you really stopped and looked around, you're like, I hear it. I think I hear it. Because people would be trying to t- trying to radio check it to see if they could hear it. Like when you lose your phone, you have your friend call it, you know? Yeah. 
And they're like, it's somewhere around here. And they start looking in the area, but little did they know it's 30 feet over their head. (laughs) (laughs) I had a a similar one where, like, say, like, they should leave stuff. Like, they were just such in a hurry to leave because they're like, oh, thank God, Nights is here. And they just pick up their shit and leave. They don't say. Was it a Friday? I bet it was a Friday. They don't say nothing. Yeah, it probably was a Friday. But they don't say anything. They They don't give you a turnover, nothing. They just grab their shit and go. A bunch of guys on on day shift or morning shift forgot their ID cards or their driver's license before they left. So like, oh, I got you, got you. So we take it to like the sheet metal guys, and then they rivet, they sandwich their IDs to like two sheets of uh, sheet metal, and they rivet it shut, and they and they, <laughs> and they and they cut just like a little window so you know it's yours, so you can see your face. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so they come in like, hey, have you guys see my ID? Like, nah, man, I haven't seen it. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I, I left my ID right here. Like, <laughs> did you though? I, I don't. I don't. I don't know if you did. And, and they have to get their card out because they got to use it to access the computers or, or go home. You know, because you no know, driving without a license—that's totally illegal. So, or just trying to punch out the front gate. It's like I don't know, man, but I seen a bunch of sheet metal over there. It may be under there. And then they finally see it, and they, their ID is like riveted shut, sandwiched between two pieces of sheet metal, like. God damn it. <laughs> well, and with that, so we would take if somebody left, like there's one guy, he left his hat and his ID sitting <laughs> on the desk. So we took a hard hat and then we took his baseball cap and put it inside of the hard hat and then set his ID down in the middle of the, uh, of the baseball cap and then filled it all with water and then put it in the freezer. And so when he <laughs> come in, it was a, just a giant chunk of ice with his shit in the middle. <laughs> Found your stuff, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, have you guys seen my stuff? You know, I think I saw something in the fridge. And like the fridge, and then you go over there and you pull out this giant block of ice. And there's stuff like, here you go, happy birthday. <laughs> or here, here was a here was another one. Is uh, the day crew guys on their way to leaving? They don't sign all their tools at, back in. So, like, say, like for instance, like their earmuffs, they don't sign out sign back in their earmuffs. We know it's there, but they didn't sign it back in as per the tool control right. procedure. So we would take their earmuffs and fill it with grease and then oh. they put it and they put it, and they put it back uh, in their spot and they come in, they realize they didn't sign it back in. And then, so they'll, they'll try to pencil whip it saying they signed it back in yesterday when it was, it's tomorrow and they go to put it back on and they just hear that big squish <laughs> in their ears. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> And then everyone, oh, and then we all nasty. just look at it like, you know why, you you know why, you know what you did, <laughs> and they just they have that look on their face like, yep, I I deserve this, <laughs> I deserve every part of yeah, this. Yeah, you take it, you dirty bitch. <laughs> 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 oh man. Oh, are we? Ta- we do like the Russian uh, nesting dolls, where it's like a doll inside of a doll inside of a doll, and it gets you know from small to big. Yeah, and we would take like they left a tool out. We would get all of the boxes from all the parts we received from like shipping, you know, <laughs> and like, we would put like, it would be like one little wrench, you know, we put it in the, we'd wrap it in a bubble wrap and then wrap that with like a hundred layers of tape. And then we lay it down in the box and then we'd wrap that box with like a hundred layers of tape and stuff into a bigger one and so on and so on. And it's like, you guys seen a tool? I'm like, yeah, I think we got a shipment in with a tool for you last night. And you hand them this giant box and it's just <laughs> one box. And after like, they start laughing for like the first three and about box 10, they're like, okay, uh, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> like they're crying. And so like, you're like, yeah, you got to get the tool out there. And they're like, it's just, <laughs> you know what you did wrong. <laughs> you know what you did wrong. <laughs> you're here because of you. <laughs> yeah. You only have yourself to blame. Yeah. All right. Uh, so tying all this back together, man, like uh, we were, we were just talking about, shift wars within the shift but you know between the day shift the night shift mornings versus uh graveyards whatever the case may be however you guys split it in your industry there's always going to be that bit of animosity between the two because it's either one feels they're undermanned compared to the other one didn't do enough work as compared to the other and so forth the bigger picture is is we are all part of the same team so we got to be able to pull our own end to make each other's lives that much easier because if we don't, it just turns into a freaking cyclic effect of insanity where one is just pulling more than they should. And it just redlines everybody overstresses everybody and ultimately could cost you your job. Yeah. I mean, uh, you just gotta be safe about it. I know we talked about a lot of the shenanigans and stuff we've pulled, uh, while working at nighttime, but I mean, uh, you just need to, 
you just need to be smart about it, but have fun with it. I, I, I'm, I'm the epitome of if I can't have fun at work, there's no point in me showing up. So I, I am one of the worst for uh, trash talking for uh, sixes. Sixes witnessed all this for trash talking, for shenanigans, for whatever. I am I am an overgrown child. So I love that kind of stuff. Um, but just, yeah, have fun with it. No, it's like cats and dogs. There's always going to be a lifelong animosity. It is what it is. Just make the best of it and do do what you can. Absolutely, nobody can ask any more of that. Absolutely, and and do be safe doing it. You know, we we, we like MVP say we trash talk, we do a bunch of dumb stuff, but in the end, you got to be smart. You got to be safe. Don't do anything stupid like trying to jump off the rafters or uh, try to catch the prop blades with your bare hands and stuff like that. Don't do none of that shit. Come on. Yeah, and if anybody has any uh, good shift war stories out there, hit us up with some of those stories. I would. I would love to read some of those because I bet I bet there are some hysterical ones from all over the globe. So everyone out there, submit us your stories because uh, I'd like to read that. Maybe we'll do a whole episode on just reading shenanigan stories. We'll just call the episode shenanigans. Shenanigans, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. And you can do that by sending us a line on our contact us site or section on cancelformaintenance.com. And we also like to thank our patrons for supporting us and allowing us to be able to make this episode like Stephanie Boatman, Erica Lamont, Mike Diltz, Thomas Connolly, Laura Manns, Ryan Freshour, and Jenny Dignan. You guys have been so freaking helpful and we freak, we love you guys for supporting us and giving us the ability to make these episodes. And for you guys, the listeners for supporting us by listening to the show and providing us some input. Again, keep providing us the input like MVP said. Uh, if you have some stories you'd like to for us to sh- you like to share with us, or you guys would like to be a, a guest on the show, hit us up on that contact us section on cancelformaintenance.com. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash cancelformaintenance. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Facebook at cancel for maintenance, Instagram at Kanks, C-A-N-X for maintenance. Uh, check out our merch on our website. And again, if you have some ideas or you'd like to be a guest on the show, shoot us those lines, give us your stories, and we'll do as best we can to either make an episode of it or have you on the show. Get after it, everyone.